Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. A lot going on in the NFL draft world. NBA, obviously, in full swing. Baseball has started, and the transfer portal is getting crazy in college hoops. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one... We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. back baby it's the charity stride pitcher free throws because they have free sewed 325 coming hotter at you guys and sewed 324 and i'm joined on this one by alex tossman the rock and nikki snacks crida and sports 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 full swing of sports man sports are fun we just closed out what was the best month in sports and now we're headed into spring and summer almost the ease of sports nfl draft on the horizon one of my favorite things nba season is almost done and into the postseason which is super exciting and then i was we mentioned at the top the transfer portal super hot right now so a lot to discuss um but before we discuss any of that stuff we got to talk betting because people are making bets the betting never stops and where are you guys betting at betonline.ag. Nick actually just uh, put in a parlay today with the Mavs involved. I'm really happy you got the Mavs involved on that. I'm happy too. I think they're uh, I think they're going to get it done. Well, 
The listeners will know the fate of the of the bet. What was the full bet that you put down um, at BetOnline.ag? I, I, at BetOnline.ag, I put down a parlay, um, and it included the Mavs. Um, playing the, the Grizzlies. Playing against the Grizzlies. Uh, the Dodgers playing against the Rockies. It hurts my heart to bet on the Dodgers, but they're fucking good, so uh, I guess you got to ride the hot hand. Um, and the last team is the Wizards. Nice. nice. Wow. Wizards are hot right now, gunning yep. for... Playing against the Kings. To get into that playing game, the Bulls are stinking it up. I feel like it's achievable. It could happen, and mm-hmm. I want it to happen. Everyone wants to see Russ and Beal in the yeah. playoffs. Everyone's in the rooting, playing game. Everyone's rooting for the Bulls to implode, I feel. Everyone is kind of pissed about their boots trade, and they're rooting for the Bulls to now fail and lose the game. I think it's kind of... I, think, a, I feel like it's been a sentiment of people I've spoken to. Also, it's just people want Russ to... You know, he's playing incredibly this year. Yeah. They want him to make the playoffs... It's uh, it, it's better in that playing game. Like, would it be cool to see Zach Levine score fifty? Yes, but would it be cool to see Russell Westbrook go for twenty three, fifteen, and twenty? Yeah, it'd be awesome. And Beal could score fifty too. Well, the potential you all of a sudden have is look. Let's say the Nets lock up that number one seed, right? And then the Wizards are in that playing game, and then you get a Russ versus KD and Harden first That's round great. matchup. That's great. That'd be fun. Which would be sweet. Which you'd be able to bet on at betonline.ag. <laughs> Uh, so go there today. Um, you'll get a, I think you, you get a welcome bonus of some sort. Uh, <laughs> they give you something. You're gonna get something. You're not walking away empty-handed. Show them what we got, boys. Twenty-four-seven online casino. That's what, That's what got. we got. <laughs> wow. Love betonline.ag. Nick, you were on the casino recently, or am I imagining that? You imagine that? Oh, you, yeah. You, mm. you listened to my advice. Stay away. Can't trust the casino. No, not at betonline.ag, but you could trust all the other things they have. One of the things you can bet on, futures for the NFL, Yeah, which things are getting interesting because we've got the draft coming up. We've got some free agents who are falling into play. Um, some guys, you know, already been signed. What was it? We, we just had... Javian Clowney signed Javian with the Browns. Clowney, that's right. Yeah. Your boy, your former Jadavian boy. Javian Brownie. Nice. Wow, Nick! Like look that. at that. Good for you, man. That was awesome. That's a good fantasy name to store that one in your pocket. You have, cl- you have the Browns defense. I would never have thought that the Browns defense would be like a viable option in fantasy, but here we are. Here we are. Yep. Some people are coming out saying that they're a dark horse contender just with that defense all across the board. Baker's a good game manager. Obviously, they run the ball incredibly. You get Odell back. Yep. That's a good, good weapons factor. on the outside. They're a good team, and they've got a good coach. I yeah. think Stefanski's great. Tough Stefanski's division. Great. It's a tough division, but I mean, they were competitive last year, and another year of seasoning for Baker, a full healthy weaponry for him, and Jarvis and um, and Odell, of course, and yeah. then you got Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I mean, I I think it's a pretty interesting situation they got going on there. But if that defense holds up, then they're scary. Yeah, and I think the potential for the defense to hold up, obviously, you know, Denzel Ward's there another season. He's the number one corner over there. You have Clowney across from, like, Miles Garrett. Like, if Clowney's at full tilt. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's great. Like, you have to take Garrett into account so heavily that Clowney could honestly have, like, an open field day just across from him. And now you could kind of bolster the rest of that defense up in the draft because a lot of the offensive line needs have been met already. They have, like, multiple tight ends on the roster. Again, the running back duo. I have more confidence in them and Baker taking the necessary steps he needs for the Browns to get there versus like a Lamar in that division and versus like Big Ben. I mean, at this point, Big Ben is Big Ben. And, you know, you got to pray that they don't have that offensive collapse they did last year. Obviously, the defense lost a lot of guys to injury, you know, throughout the season and late. But, you know, that cupcake schedule kind of, you know, the pumpkin came back and the carriage was gone. 
the Steelers, you know, were not good at the end of last season. But they have a great defense. They're great. They have a great defense. Man, I love a good old Halloween metaphor. It was a Cinderella metaphor. You got a Disney metaphor there. Dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Fairy Godmother Josh. Fantastic you could stuff. you could be a Prince Charming in like a live action. I would take it. Yeah, I know you would. You should probably rewatch the film though, so you get the references when you have to when it comes time. <laughs> when it comes time, we'll watch. We'll have a movie night together. Honestly. I don't think I've ever seen Cinderella all the way through. Really? Yeah. Cinderella's an it's an old one. Yeah, it's old. It are there really any is. Disney movies that, out there that you guys haven't seen like that are that are typical like oh, like, you know, you've seen, everyone's seen that? I'm pretty sure I haven't seen Snow White <laughs> all the way through. That's a dumb question. No, we will we're over here for you maybe, but for over here this for me, guy for this me, guy's watching me. 3 well, fourths I'm, of movies. I'm over looking here. through my own my own lens. <laughs> Rolodex. <and> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to offend so you've you. Seen every single like Cult classic Disney movie that there is out there. Name every single one. I'm saying you you've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I don't think I've seen Fox and the Hound. Seen it. Even know that was a movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great one. It's a great one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, I mean, I feel like maybe you could sneak one that's lesser known it past died. me, but but all the big hitters. Yeah. I'm more of I've a Tarantino, seen. Christopher Nolan, Scorsese guy. Start him young. Yeah. yeah, it's not like I'm watching Disney movies every night. Nick is... This is when I was six, which I wasn't watching you know, Tarantino back you then. You know how old I was when I watched Full Metal Jacket? How old? That's an intense I was three years old. That's intense. Really? I watched Gladiator <laughs> when Thanks, I was... Thanks, Dad. A, I watched Gladiator <laughs> when I was five. That's that's the son of young parents. Like, Gladiator's like... Crazy, but it's the full metal I was jacket. Fu- I was five. Full metal jacket yeah, is was, nuts. Yeah, neither Nick nor I should have been watching those movies. <laughs> that is a heavy then, or even ten years later, probably. That is pretty. That is a, that is a wild stat. Full but, metal jacket is definitely one of the most like graphic, like adult yeah. movies there is out there. It's I mean it's a Kubrick movie, so it's you know it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean the first half of that movie is pretty bonkers. Yeah. It's like it's like two movies in one. I felt like when I watched it. I think I watched. This movie is like not on the same level as that, but I watched Mission Impossible Two when I was also five, like yeah. a back-to-back feature, Gladiator and Mission Impossible Two. And in that movie, they like face swap, they like take off their Ugh. face, and I was I that like freaked me out. I the Game no, of Thrones did. I had no, yeah, exactly. Damn. Arya Stark. Yeah. yeah. Shout Which, out, shout to out, family. shout out to her family. <laughs> Nick, we should. I, I'm feeling like a new nickname coming for you. It's Nikki Seven Out of Ten Crider. You've seven out of ten impressions. You've seen seven tenths of every Disney movie. It seems. I, I wouldn't go that far. I've <laughs> not seen seventy percent of Fox and the Hound. Yeah, that or it, Snow White. That's what it makes <laughs> it sound so, like. Is that he only <laughs> stays for seventy percent of the movie, then he bounces. I'm like, yeah. well, he gets what's going on. He's I think like, I know what's happening. This yeah, movie. I'm, I'm gonna bounce. He's good at reading the situation. I'm gonna go uh, fill up on some popcorn. Uh, sp- speaking of reading a situation, we did just bring up Game of Thrones. The winter is coming. We all had different takes on this. I was there was a winter is coming tweet by the Game of Thrones yes. crew yeah. on Twitter. And many people are speculating that now they'll be redoing season eight, especially after That's like blast Snyder. They're not gonna do that. There's no way that happens. Well the Snyder cut. They let him redo it. That's completely different though. Yeah, it's way different. The Snyder Cut was the studio saying, Zack Snyder, we don't want to show the movie that you made. We're going to show this other version of it. And they came in and they shot these other scenes. Yeah. And Zack Snyder had put together, he also had a a family tragedy, which was part of the reason why they they moved things over. But the Benioff and Weiss finished the season. Yeah, they're they're They were the creators. They did it. They finished it. They just yank them. Teddy Bridgewater out of town. Not happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> not happening. You know how much money they sunk into that last season? Go, let's start a GoFundMe. Also, me. there's no way you're able to get that entire cast back, too. Yeah. Those people are all committed to I'm, other projects. I, and and, and, and it's it fine. would be so and much It's fine. Money. They blew it. 
but the rest of it is so amazing. It still holds uh, just a cherished place in my what heart. Always other? will. I want to see these spinoff shows come to light. Well, so I think that's, that's the more yeah. realistic, speculatory option. But I think the real reason why they tweeted that out was because this is the 10-year anniversary from episode one. Right. Get people back to HBO Max watching the show. Exactly. Lame. Is it? Stinks. No, it's not. It's lame, lame until you turn on E1S1 and you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm in. Are you going to? You, you were like the OG. You, I, I watched the day. Came that out. is something you've been proud about, and I'm proud yeah, about it for the you. The day it came out, and I like, I guess I had the HBO subscription upstairs in my room as a, I guess, 16 year old. Right? Is that? Is that how Who knows? In your household, anything's ten years ago. Lawless. Yeah. Was you it probably, ten years ago though? You probably had a, the HBO subscription it feels at age like six. It was longer, honestly. I have to look up when this actually came out because well, season four we were in college. Weird, it came out okay. The first episode, <laughs> the first episode <laughs> was actually the first episode date was actually April seventeenth, two thousand eleven. So ten years ago on the seventeenth. So you were sixteen. I was sixteen. Great. We were all sixteen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Toss was fifteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, I think sophomore in high school. Uh, still a little virgin, Nick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Small tidbit there for the nice. listeners. Nice. Uh, and then I, I I saw Jamie and his sister get it on. I was like, damn, I need to go out and uh, do that kind of stuff. Like, I don't have my a sister. sister. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I brought up the Panthers weirdly in there at some point. Um, and many people are house <laughs> house Panther <laughs> house Panther. Uh, with wait, Do- wait, with forget Donald it. Baratheon. Before you yeah. get into Don- Donald Baratheon, <laughs> Nick Melvin Ingram is a free agent. He is. Where is he going to go? Where do you want him to shit. go? You don't care. I don't want him to be on the Chargers. Wow. Yeah. Well, Nick, your team kicked rocks and Ingram you, already like that. You like Melvin Ingram. You liked I him. liked him, but I think that he was a waste of cap space. Okay. And I also think that he, he couldn't, couldn't stay, stay on the field. The field. Yeah. yeah, that is true. And when he was on the field, he was kind of a non-factor, like as, as recently. A lot of, lot of guys still remaining to be signed who are kind of older veterans who yep. can come There's in. a ton of them. And make an impact, but not necessarily... It's just a bang for your buck situation. You want to make sure you're not overpaying any of these guys, mm-hmm. right? Like guys like Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, Fisher, right? KJ Wright, like that guy can hop onto a roster, be really, Look, really. Most of the guys healthy. that are available are over the age of thirty. Yep. Uh, Antonio Brown, thirty-two. You got Mitchell Schwartz. You got Richard Sherman. You got Eric Fisher. You got Justin Houston. All those guys are over the age of thirty, and in the NFL's eyes, it's kind of over the hill. But somebody's going to get a good deal for some of these veterans, and I think. Antonio Brown's got a lot left in the tank still. Oh yeah, I think Mitchell Schwartz does as well. Yeah, um, I think I don't think Melvin Ingram does. I don't think uh, Justin Houston does, but I do think KJ Wright does. I agree with you there. Richard Sherman, I think he's kind of washed up as well. Yeah, he he's can, gonna get a shot. He's though. gonna get a shot, and I think he's gonna bring some into a locker room. But yeah. he's not gonna be your shutdown corner. You don't want him being you know cornerback number one out there. Yeah, lining up against wide receiver number one. Yeah, no, he'll be a rotational piece. But you have guys like I mean like Geno Atkins and Drell Casey. Like a couple years ago, they were big you know big studs. In the guy like line. a guy like Daquan Jones too. Yeah, you got in the middle that a lot of teams around. need. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific position, obviously. Yeah, but Kerrigan, Olivier Vernon, Alden Smith met with Seattle, which is Alden Smith was a great pickup. Yeah, is he is he officially there though, or he's got? I think he's like they're talking to him. Well, I'm um, saying he had a good year last year. Yeah, he did. So he did, which is crazy. He, he, he like, made himself some money. He like barely played football and then just came back. Barely has a hand. Did you mention Cordell Patterson? He's going to the he thinks going to the Falcons. Well, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Uh, I'm thinking uh, of JPP. Cordell Patterson also does the yeah is. He's like, 
What, what is he, he? What does he do? What does really? he play? I don't know. What does he's he really like, do for an NFL roster? I feel like he'd make a, so much. He so would much make like a better statement. rugby player than he would NFL player. I think that's an interesting. Take. I think he's just like a really athletic dude. But I think at this point, he would like, dominate rugby. At he's this a point, good returner. Like it's a rugby. good. Yeah, yeah. Do you need a well returning in the NFL is very different now. Well, the kick return has kind of been obsolete. Yeah, it's not right. Obsolete. Well, like a punt return guy, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm grasping at straws. I'm trying to, trying to stick up for CP, but it's like not working. No, it's it's like yeah, he's a running back, wide receiver. He's this flex position, right? Like he literally is the flex position. Yeah. He does it all, but like, what does he really do? Yeah, yeah, you're. I'm not. I'm not against that. Were we ever thrilled AD. that the Bears were running him 12 times a game? It was no. absolutely out of control. I mean, the Falcons uh, are like new but head coach a, Arthur Smith. Exactly. Shout out to his family. Now there's right. a now there's a good <laughs> offense that gets a hold of this guy. There's a good offense that gets a hold of this guy, and now I have to play the game where I'm looking at the waiver wire in week seven, and I have okay. two receivers here, and yeah. I'm like, should I play Cordero Patterson? And, and one day, maybe it's not me, maybe it's you who's listening to this. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it because you'll get burned. Don't yeah. Do it. That, is, that is very factual. I love how, like, one of our other buddies, this Nick, I don't know if Toss told you this. And Toss is home league. I mean, you know, our, our, everyone knows T Mac. You know, if you've been listening to the show for Bolognese, a long time, Bolognese, butter noodles, yeah, yeah, the pasta boy T Mac. Uh, yeah. And I gave shout him out another, to his family. Yeah, shout out to his family. I gave him another nickname last week, and he didn't like it. it was, I always, I love doing that to him. He's the claimed in the league. We're in every league. He's always in like the waiver wire king, waiver wire rat, waiver wire rat. But Toss in your league with him, I average more moves on the waiver wire than he does per season. There you go. Which by like a, by like point four or something like that. Love to see that. Yeah, love to see. He that. was pretty gutted by it. Yeah, wow. I'm sure he's like that. The, you know what? You have a problem in fantasy when you're hanging your hat. I'm like that's like one of my other friends always bragging. Like, I'm the waiver wire king. Like, dude, you don't know the we, ring. But we've been going for a long time, and like those things matter. And Tommy and I both have rings, so like they okay, matter, they matter case, even more. That case, like one of my buddies, like I kill the waiver wire. I'm like, dude, you don't have a ring. So you suck at the draft. Yeah, exactly. Stink, Nick. There you go. That's that's a good way to look at it. Speaking of draft, Darnold Baratheon. Um, Fields had a second pro day, which you love to see. Uh, a lot of teams in attendance. Niners, number three pick. The Jets, who hold the number two pick. The Lions were there. The Broncos were there. The Patriots were there. The Falcons were also there. A lot of teams in attendance to see Justin Fields looked great. Um, the clips we saw on Twitter, Espen, all the good spots. You're the Jets. The Lions have not moved on betonline.ag or anywhere. Wilson, I saw on the McAfee show, and then I did another little research. Lion hasn't moved. He's still like minus like 3,000 or something like that, or minus 300. Maybe I'm missing a zero to go number two overall to the Jets. 3,000 is a lot. It's probably, it's probably, probably 300. I said 3,000. like, that's insanity. So it's probably th- minus 300 to go to the Jets. I still think if the Jets are at his pro day, there has to be some small window that fields an option there. I know everyone's been locked in on Zach Wilson at number two. I just think that everyone's got to do their due diligence Very, at the end of the day. Yeah. They're not going to – they're going to go out there and send out somebody. You know, yeah, They're not right. going to be absent at the party. Right. The whole Niners team's there. They want to fill it out, right? Like there's a banger happening in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You, you want to send one of your boys out there to, to scope it out. That's why – Make sure that it's it's fun, that there's – Talented people out what's there. What's the what's the metaphor <laughs> though? Is that your boy that you're sending? Like you guys already know that you have another party that you're gonna go to. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, okay. Exactly. Like we got this one thing going, but like, hey, like you know, just check it out, see how it is. Maybe we'll pop by later. You know? Yeah. 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 Then yeah. that's like so you send the scout out. Yeah. Where like Nick, who's like the general manager of our party team out in Los Angeles, is like, hey, you do this, you do that. Right. Keep right, my right, phone right. open. The I'm whole, not. I'm yeah. not buying that though. Not the metaphor. Okay. <laughs> I, the Jets are. 
picking Zach Wilson. Okay. But right. you still have to do your due diligence. You, ha- you have to do you your have due to. diligence, as do the 49ers, who are we do we really think it's is it not crazy to take him there? I think it's pretty if they don't move Jimmy G, it's a pretty weird move to take him to give up all that capital when they are claiming to be a win now roster. Like how can you do that? How well, can I think you Fields is I think obviously quote unquote, you know, people are saying Mac Jones is the win now guy and Lance is not, and then Wilson and Lawrence are gone, so you have Lance to take a, these three guys. Right. But I'm just saying from the 49ers perspective, if you're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. right? Why are you wasting you're you're replacing him Jimmy Garoppolo's not old. Yeah. So you're yeah, he you're, sucks. Does he? He's like thirty and ten. I don't his, think like, he, record is really. I, I, I don't, don't think, think it has anything to do with his quarterback play, though. I don't think he sucks. I just think he can't stay healthy, which is a major issue. And they moved up. They're going to take a QB at three. I don't think it's egregious to take field. I think they're almost. No, like, no, no. I, I, I support I that. Yeah, I support I, that decision. I, I support the Lance decision. I think the Mac Jones feels weird because if you're going for Mac Jones, it feels like you want Mac Jones to be your starting quarterback. Tomorrow. Maybe not. Maybe not the first week of the season, but at some point in this first year. Mac Jones. He, he fits the style, right? That Shanahan likes in an quick offense. style. I just don't know. Like, to me, it's like a Goff thing. Like, Goff is good, but Goff is never going to be great and never going to be the best just because his style of play and the, the non-mobile quarterback, it's over. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, like Fields can move. Like, Lance can move. I mean, he, he can do more than move. He's a, he's a freak athlete. All these guys can move. Yeah. Every guy in this draft can move. Matt Jones really can't move like these other guys, then. Okay, but he can move better than Jimmy Garoppolo but like and other guys comp- in the NFL. Comparison to other guy, like, not nearly as well as, like, Herbert can or Burrow could. He's not terrible at moving. But I'm saying, for the most part, guys have added that element to their game because they know it's crucial. Yes. I, I, he's good on the rollout. I just the thing I'm weary about is Mac Jones, and the thing that I'm guessing weary about of Zach Wilson. And I hate you know you everyone knows I like Ohio State, and but I have watched Fields closely, and I know a Fields is a winner. B he's very good in multifaceted of the game, running, obviously throwing. He can hit every level of the field, and he's got the experience, major experience, major experience. Zach Wilson has played like one full real season, like one slated season like the, as the guy. At BYE with weak ass competition, Mac Jones has been the starter for one real full season, and don't get don't get a twist. That team was unbelievable, and he absolutely crushed it and took care of the ball completely well, and his completion percentage was literally historic. But that's he's behind the best offensive line with the best weapons. He's got two guys, two wide receivers are going in like the top ten. When the hell was the last time that happened? I'd like to pose a question to you as a Patriots fan, please. Okay, these are two scenarios here, right? Yeah. Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence. Yep. The Jets take Zach Wilson. The Niners take Justin Fields. Mm. If the Falcons come calling and say, do you want to trade up for this four pick, are you doing it to take Mac Jones? I, I've i said, and I stand by this, if the Patriots take Mac Jones at 15, I'm cool with it, but that's where I stand. Okay. Now, if Mac Jones goes three and Fields is available, and the same call happens. Would you like to take the four pick for Justin Fields? I'll listen a little harder because I, Cam's not the guy. You're not winning with Cam at the helm. Fact. I think they think they could compete now based on like the moves they made this offseason, and they were a lot of them, based on the roster they're getting back of guys who sat out, and they were a lot of them. It's a, it, it's going to be a boatload to give up. Like, yeah. It's a boatload. I don't, I don't think that even if the call comes, you guys won't do it. I don't think you have to take it. I don't think I think the real the point where you really it's a great it's a really great question but I think the point where you have to take the call 
starts at House Baratheon with the pan with the Panthers. Because look, once the Falcons, if no one takes the Falcons' call, the Falcons have to sit there and make that pick. Which are they really going to complain because they could keep beefing up the offensive line? They could take Parsons, they could take Sertan, they could take one of these defensive guys, or they can really go. You know what? Screw it. We have Julio Jones. We have Calvin Ridley. Let's let's airtight it. Let's there's, get Kyle. <laughs> let's get Kyle Pitts out there. There's just throw no the guarantee that all those quarterbacks are there at pick eight with the with the Panthers. There is no guarantee. So I mean, that's the Lions what I'm are saying. A wild card. I, I don't think that Mac Jones is going to be there at fifteen. I don't think that. Any of these guys would be there at 15. Maybe Lance. We don't know. You're going to have to move up. I don't think. Yeah. If, if Patriots I, I, want a quarterback, they have to move up. Yes. Which, to me, makes me, feel, second round. makes me feel like they're not going to move Raquel up. Raquel Amon or something. That's what I'm thinking, too. Or Mills, the kid out of Stanford. Yeah. Or, like, maybe, like, the, I don't know if the Saints are going to take Trask. He's going to be there, too. I don't. I'm not loving it, but like, hey, run the flyer and the, uh, you know, in, in in round two, and you're sitting there at 15. Everyone's moved up for a quarterback. Five yeah. quarterbacks have gone. The receivers have gone, and all these other talented guys are are there, like and like on the line. You may be able to get like a Rashawn Slater who can play multiple positions in the line if the, if the you know if he if he falls to you. Fairly a cornerback is Donald Baratheon. Yeah, <laughs> so dubbed him. Thank you. Is it impossible? Here's a question: Is it yes. impossible that the Panthers t- is it impossible they take quarterback? That's nuts. I think it's nuts if they do as well. I think they got to see this one out. I don't think it's impossible. I think if it's Fields nuts. if Fields falls to them at the eight, that he's a really good fit for them. They got them. Well, look, then that means that quarterback room is Teddy Bridgewater, Darnold, Baratheon. Sure, if Teddy and Bridgewater. Fields? You could. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Yeah, he's gone. Well, if you where's he going? If you draft Justin Fields, you can know. trade him to someone. Will take Teddy Bridgewater just to be the backup. That's a lot. I don't know. I don't think it's happening. I think that they made this trade for Donald because they're really going to see it through. I would. I don't think it's impossible. I think they should see this through. I think if they're sitting there at eight, they're in a good prime position, similar to how the Cardinals were last year, where they could take the best player available, and the Cardinals go okay. Let's see what we got with Isaiah Simmons because if he peeks out, then he's going to be a Swiss Army knife on defense that can play multiple positions. The Panthers went balls deep on defense last year. They literally made every pick on the defensive side of the football. It was I've never I don't can't remember the last time I saw something like that. They should beef up the offensive line, but not reach for offensive linemen. If you're sitting there, yeah, Robbie Anderson's really good, and yeah, DJ Moore is really good, but like, let's keep stocking to it. I don't think Pitts is going to fall. I think Pitts is going to go in the top four through six. I think Chase is going to go. I think Chase is going to go to two. I think he'll go to the Dolphins, the Lions. Why not take Jalen or Devonta, whichever one you like better? You think Chase? I think the Bengals are going to pick Chase. I think yeah. I think he's putting the pressure on them to do it. I think the Falcons are going to take Pitts, and if they don't, yeah. I think the Falcons are going to take Pitts, and the Bengals are going to take Chase. I just read two hours ago. Sports Illustrated, who knows what this means at all, but that, still a thing. that Carolina, yeah, it is. Uh, Buzz, Buzz Beamer on the back, exactly, Nick. Uh, that Carolina is open to picking a quarterback at eight. I'm sh- like, I don't, who I don't, knows, though? Who's saying that? I don't think it's uh, Albert Breer. Albert Breer? He's, he's credible. He, and yeah. Scott Fitter has stockpiled quarterbacks before, so it's not that crazy. And if Fields is your guy, and you knew that San Francisco wanted to go up to get Jones— and you knew that you could you could get something back, obviously, and still get another guy. I mean, what they want is they need a long term solution. And Darnold, we all I like, we all like I, him. But if he's if he's not the guy, you you build an insurance policy with maybe another guy who can compete with him. Yeah, I think I, they're in a great position. I think that there's there, there's a lot 
that they can do with that pick. Do you think the Dolphins want to trade back again? What is going on? That They're playing Madden. Like, straight up. They're playing Madden out here with their boys. But I think it's possible. If someone call, Look, if, if the Dolphins if, are— If the quarterbacks go one, one two, three, three, and then Fields and Lance are still there— or Jones is one of those. They might two as well. of those guys. Why not trade? Yeah, back? listen to a listen to somebody. Oh yeah, listen let, to the Broncos let, to, to Washington. To, yep. Let the Patriots, Patriots. jump up and yeah. and throw you some picks if you get a, two more first rounders or whatever a first rounder in a second. Washington wants to play. They want to get that a mix is as the, well. No, no one's. We haven't mentioned them yet, and I think that if any team is going to jump up, it has to be them. They're ready. They won the division. The defense is there. Right. I, if I, if I'm a team and I'm hit, I know they they probably have. They're probably weary because they've done it before. And it flopped with RG three. Freak it! But that was a ridiculous trade. Well, that's what it's going to take. They said, "Is it going to take a ridiculous trade to get?" They're at nineteen to move to like six. Yeah, I don't know. But RG three was the number two overall pick, right? Yeah, I mean they're still moving thirteen spots. You're going to have to give up a couple firsts. Yeah, a couple, but not like how many? They gave up like five. Three. Yeah, they give not five firsts, but five picks total. It was a lot. It was a boatload of picks. I was thinking about that today. They remember they they played against the uh, Redskins, or at the time the the Redskins, not a football team. Yeah. Um, And like like the five guys that were uh, used to to for those picks, like all rolled out together. Like, oh, what what are the guys that you traded for? For RG three, that's so sick. No swag. There's like Pharaoh Cooper and like uh, a cu- couple other guys. I forget who they were, but that's kind of fun. badass. Yeah, I mean, no, I like that. I like that for them because, like you said, they're really they're knocking on the door. They won the division last year. They've got a great head coach. Rivera's awesome. Great bridge. The, the best and the rest quarterback. Of the, and the rest of the teams in the division haven't done enough. Right. To Eagles really, are the in Eagles. No man's land. Exactly. The, the Giants. Giants Okay, marginally better. See about the Cowboys. Marginally better, but they don't have a quarterback. The the Cowboys have a quarterback who's coming back from a major injury. If they can put things together on the defense, maybe it's a little bit different. It's more competitive than we think. But right now, the the football team should be the favorite to win this division. The defense is amazing. Oh yeah, and they keep adding. Like people want to go play there now. Now all of a sudden, like Cleveland, it's an attractive spot to play. It's crazy how like everyone's like a year and a half ago. Everyone's like the football team. Who wants to play there? It sucks. It's a no man's land. And now all of a sudden you get a guy like Chase Young in there who really just that defense was already where it was, defense. but he takes it to that next level. And all all you have to do, I mean, look, you have Curtis Samuel who wants to go play there. You have Scary Terry, um, Antonio Gibson's a good young running back. We like to sweat too, like him oh yes, yeah. like the defense is like goes like Payne and Allen. They spent you know yeah. a bevy of picks in the defensive line, which is where you win the game. And which is the Broncos are make me question like, look, I don't love Locke and everyone, y'all know that, but at the same time, like. You might as well just take Parsons if he's there. But they're kind of in a similar position. They were really riddled with injuries last year, similar to the Chargers, but even almost even more so. So many of these guys went down. If you have a good, the rest of their roster is is very solid. They're obviously in a really hard (coughs) opposite of the football team. They're in a really tough division, right? Because you have you have to play. Yeah, you got to play the Chiefs twice. But across the board, defense, offensive weapons. It's really just the QB that's the question mark. And if they can swap him out for another guy and he kind of, you know, whoever takes over in the middle of the season and this young gun is a stud, it's worth it. It's worth it because they're right there. Yep. Yeah. They had the major injuries last year. Yeah. But that defense, like, I mean, you didn't have Von Miller, right? I mean, that defense, you know, Chubb was coming back from injury now, he and he was still good, but now he's right. fully back into the full swing of things. But you have a great left tackle. Bowles kind of transformed. And, and then you have Font. You have Tim Patrick, who's good. Sutton's coming back. You have... Melvin Gordon, who's the guy there now. I mean, yeah. yeah, the pieces are there. I mean, the football team is, yeah. 
No, you're not. You don't love Melvin anymore. I mean, he's whatever. I think that he's a little washed up now. Yeah. I think it works well with Phil, though. With Lindsay, it's a good. It's Lindsay's a good. Gone. Where, where is he now? Lindsay's gone. Where did he? I forgot where he signed. We got Google though. And that's the best part about being a podcast. But they need some. I think he can be. Point being, Melvin can be effective if he has another guy to spell. Texans. That's where he went. Eesh. So yeah, now the Texans are the new. That actually is the one biggest team. dumpster fire in the NFL right now. I think it's one of the biggest dumpster fires I've ever seen. I know we say yeah. that time and time again, but that is a complete train wreck. Terrible. I th- I thought I feel I, really bad for that fan base. It's never been really good. I mean, look, it's they, never they, okay, been look, good. Here's the thing, Houston fans, I sympathize for you guys because the Rocket situation sucked. Sucks. The Astros situation, you guys won a World Series, but there's an asterisk there because everyone mm-hmm. thinks you guys cheated. Well, you did cheat. But <laughs> <laughs> and now the whole Texans situation, it's really rough for you guys. So yeah, the, the Rockets and point. the Texans, though, they were all comp- and the Astros were all competing. All at the competitive, ex- but at, at the, the same exact time, same time, competitive, competitive with rosters that if they had won their respective championship, we would have been like that makes sense. But right. they didn't. Two of the three teams didn't. The one team that did it almost cheated. makes it worse. I've never seen. But that's why I don't. I don't really have. I mean, also because I'm from Dallas, but I don't have much sympathy for that because the Rockets had their chance. They couldn't even. It's tough. Uh, they lose Chris Paul, yeah, but like James Harden was terrible in, in in those series. They definitely should have made the finals one time, one time, and they did. You think that was a bigger blunder than the Clippers? No, I don't think so. The Clippers but. team was perfect, like not perfect, but obviously, but like sick. Yeah, I think the Clippers team. Were the Clippers a one seed when they lost. I don't even know. I mean, they were like they were always like one through three. I don't, know I don't think they were. I don't think they ever got a one. Season. I don't think they got a one. Season I, I think on, on like the Rockets did in the Rockets' favor. The Warriors had all of the pieces at that right. point, and yeah. the Clippers were playing the Warriors with Steph and Clay, who almost like prematurely won a championship. Like, but then when they won that first season with Steve Kerr, they were not the expected title. No, winners. they weren't. Like that was kind of like everyone. Even Bogut came on the show and freaking right. said it. Like, right. yeah. We didn't think that was going to happen. We wanted to, and we thought it was possible. We, you know, it was kind of like out of the blue, but they were. Yeah, those Clippers teams were. I mean, you have you have Chris Paul, you have Blake Griffin, you have DeAndre, Andre. DeAndre Jordan basically becomes who he is. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with Chris Paul. Like, but, if there is no Chris Paul, is DeAndre Jordan who he is today? No, right. but no, that's no, the best version of but, him. But that was a fun, right. You've got Jamal. Team. You've got Jamal Crawford coming off JJ the bench. Reddick. You've JJ. got JJ Redick. You've got best. Matt Barnes when he was he was good too. He's yeah, a, contributor for sure. Yeah, they had a really good roster. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah Bl- Bledsoe was on that team too, backup point guard. Yeah, that's true. Eric yeah. Gordon for a hot second too. Yeah, and they ended up having to move him. The NBA man, now it's like you know, I mean, the city of Houston. I've never, I can't imagine. It's like honestly the opposite of Boston. It really, I, mean, I was looking at like, I feel like people for like everyone's so on about the Patriots. Like the Sox have won four times since two thousand, which is must pre- be nice. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. Um, I can't. Even, I'm not going to take credit for the Bruins though, because I don't watch hockey. But it's the the, the Houston it, since Carr came in, like they blew it f- since they had the first since overall pick. Since day one, they blew it. Yeah, it's been a dumpster fire ever since. But you can turn it around semi quickly, quicker than most in the NFL. You can't. It's very hard to turn around quickly in baseball, especially with you know no salary cap. Um, in baseball, like what are some of your biggest takeaways to start, Nick, in baseball from the season? I mean, you're. I know FTJ has been out, but like the Padres, like. Honestly, I haven't really missed a beat. Uh, they've missed a beat these last couple of games in uh, Pittsburgh. I'll tell you that. It hasn't been pretty. No. Uh, I think, you know, 
the the second game of the series, so they win the first game of the series. Yu Darvish is lights out. The second game of the series, Snell didn't make it out of the first inning, mm-hmm. which is kind of worrisome. I mean, maybe it was a premature uh, pull by our manager. He only threw 38 pitches, allowed three runs, whatever. But the command was off the entire game for the entire team. But also, they left, I think, 13 guys on base. Jesus. It was bad. And they walked 14 times. Mm-hmm. The team walked 14 times and only put up four runs. So that was a little worrisome. It just seems like when Tatis is out, they're a little bit crippled as a team. Uh, I feel like they just don't have all the juice there. It's, it's, pretty, the it's pretty fresh. He's the he's lifeline of, yeah, it's fresh. I mean, he's supposed to come back right. uh, for the Dodgers series, the Friday game. So hopefully that you know puts a little jolt in their step. Um, Will Myers also got injured in the game as well. He's taken a couple of days off, but... I think they're a solid team. I think they're great. I think they can compete with the Dodgers, but it's really worrisome when like one guy goes out, and the entire team kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we? Are we like? Is this fake news that the Giants are not that terrible either? Like, can they they're be always com- competitive? I can think. they be competitive? And and maybe if the Padres don't get everything, <sighs> I mean, all three of those teams in that division are really really good, right? You're yeah. talking about some of the best teams in baseball record wise. Right I wouldn't now. say the Giants are really really good. But yeah. I think that they, record rise, they, record they always have the capability of, to ruin someone's party. I mean, I, they, they could do it. They, I mean, not do it in terms of going to the playoffs, but they could definitely make some noise and upset some teams. I, yeah, and you know what, though? They're took, always, I mean, they, they beat us in a series. They're always in a position like they, they sold high on Kevin Gausman. Or at least they bought low on Kevin Gausman, and he's been good for them. Cueto has like, turned back the clock and has been like immaculate. He's, like, he's been unbelievable his first couple starts. McGee, who was like a flamethrower, kind of fell off um, in Colorado, but now he's back and he's and he's slamming the door for them. Like similar how y'all brought in Melanson, who's been great for you guys as well. McGee's been great for them. I mean, the the lineup is old, but Yaz is like solid, and they could always like once you're winning a lot, you're in a position to buy, and you can just go and you could buy guys. I mean, they can if they're like, okay, our bats aren't great, we need some umph in the lineup. Go get Joey Gallo. I mean, Joey Gallo is going to be a huge name. It's just going to be which team goes and gets him first. And, like, yeah. the Cardinals need him. The Cardinals, like, look, it's, the Cardinals don't have enough when it gets to, like, six through eight. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are pitching, like, poorly, like, really, like, the Athletics and the the, the Rays, who, you, I mean, outside of Glass, that was, God, that was, like, you're a big picnic, and I you know, commend you for that. They're pitching pretty poorly. And the Yankees, uh, I'm not sold outside of Cole. I think they're going to have some issues there. Sox are hitting the tar off the ball. Um, we'll see how far you look. We'll the see Sox how far are nine game win streak. We'll see how far the bat. I'm always weary when it's like the bats are carrying you and players and pitchers are pitching above their pay grade. Like I, like Eovaldi has been really good. And so is Eero. Like a lot of the pitchers have been really good. And I think it's going to kind of go to the mean eventually. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some pitchers like the pitchers have been great out of the gate. Like there's like the guy that we're recording on Wednesday night right now, as we're recording, Carlos Rodon is going on the, for the white Sox. is about to go to the eighth inning with a perfect game. Wow. Um, that's 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 unreal. And uh, shout out to the Padres for getting their first no no. We haven't really talked about that since. And Joe Musgrove and his shout out to his family. Shout out to his family from San Diego. <laughs> that's really poetic, honestly. The Padres, yeah. for the fans out there that don't know, were the last team in all of Major League Baseball to not throw a no hitter. Yeah. They were the, they were the sole team. We've been an organization since 1969, and Joe Musgrove comes over from Pittsburgh. Good he's a San Diego son. native, and he's the one who gets it done. The first ever no no in Padres history it was really poetic. Um, and I was really happy about that night. It was great. But you posed a, a poll. Wait, on that, though, before you get into that poll, Nick. Yeah. Props to the Rangers for being the team that allowed the Padres <laughs> yeah. to throw that no-no. Texas, put, put, them up their family. put them up for the Texas. Uh, uh, we've owned the Rangers in the past 
couple series. Who ha- who Slam has- Diego. <laughs> who hasn't? Oh, yeah. yeah I saw that That happened graphic, all against. Dude. Yeah, yeah, the Rangers have been absolutely bamboozled yeah, by yeah, the pods. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, we should. You guys want Joey Gallo? That would be cool. I mean, I would love to play the Rangers every every game. That's if we can make that happen. Yeah. Talk to, we'll Rangers talk to won today. Manfred, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's up? But you posed a poll. I did. Um, and it was, who are you shocked by? Who are you more shocked by? Uh, for their start this season, the Angels or the Red Sox. Red yes. Sox are on I mean win streak, obviously, but the Angels are playing really good baseball, and a lot of that has to do with Otani and of course Trout. Yes, uh, but their pitching is not terrible right now. No, CC Sabathia went out and said that Otani is the best baseball player he's ever seen. That is an insanity statement. That is an insanity statement. It's an insanity. St- look, yeah, he can throw really well, but the guy, let's see him do it as a pitcher and as like be the best hitter in baseball. Like the geek, the best player you've ever seen, was he's he not? Talented. Was he not on a team with A Rod? Like, say what you will about steroids, but Alex Rodriguez is like Ken Griffey Jr. Like he was there. Like side note, who doesn't know who A Rod is? Oh, that's right, Anthony Edwards didn't know who A Rod was, which is a bomb. Is that a joke? It's a jo- I think it. he was trolling. My right? friends from New York, I think, so freaking. Too. My friends from New York, that's what I said. My friends from New York, who doesn't know A Rod? I don't know, but if he doesn't know him, now he knows. Who cares? Who, Who cares? cares? That's true. Who well, cares? Now Who really cares? I don't do baseball. But back on topic. I don't, I don't think it's that crazy of him not to know. He's he's only 19. It's pretty crazy. If he didn't pay attention to baseball growing up. Yeah, but like, it's A-Rod. He's, I mean, he's dating Jennifer there are people who Lopez. don't. There are people <laughs> who don't know who Pat Mahomes is right now. There's not very many, but yeah, there but are people. Yeah, but not professional athletes. Yeah. I will say this in his defense, Tannehill, his rookie year didn't know the divisions in the NFL on hard knocks. Yeah, but that. you know what? That's that's different. That's like, is it? I think it's a little bit different. It's like, it's like it'd be one yeah, thing. It'd be one thing. You have to know all the divisions. It'd be one thing if it was if he was an NBA player, because then you'd be like, hey, do you know the divisions? And no one would be like, that's fine. No one would be like, yes, know, I know them. I don't Here's know what's the, the central. The exactly, exactly. But people. The divisions in NFL are really important. It's huge. Yeah, no, I know. It's your job. It's like you, we're working at an Italian restaurant, Nick. It's like, hey, how do you make a pizza? And you're like, what's uh, what else, what else is in it other than bread? Well, I'm a server. I don't. Yeah. I don't oh, I know. I was like, a server. Yeah. I didn't cook and it's pizzas. not like being right, like, hey, I don't pies. Hey, Ryan Tannehill, like you play at A and M. Who else is in the SEC? Because that's like he should be able to name right. all those teams. But there's more teams in a division. I'm it's just four saying, teams. I'm just yeah. saying, a Rod, like. Growing up in our childhood, and Anthony Edwards I'm is, with you. It's is seven years younger than us, but at the same time, like in our lifetime, A Rod was one of the biggest names in all of sports. Yeah, I mean, not even just from a baseball standpoint, but pop also culture from, standpoint, from yeah. pop culture standpoint, and also from like a legal standpoint right. too. With right reasons steroids. and the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah, there's so many reasons to like know who A Rod is. It's a very For sure. good point. For I sure. mean, I, he's definitely heard the name A Rod, right? Like, has he never been like, who the fuck's A Rod? Who's not? He's like Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Yeah. We may not even know who that is. <laughs> he may not. He may no, not he's in. I don't know. He's close. His yeah, Minnesota is exactly. right next to Wisconsin. Exactly. He might know exactly. To but, your question, no, I think he was just messing with. But back on topic, yeah. I think he was too. But back on topic, Otani is talented. Yeah, I'm not I don't think he's. he's the, I don't think he's the best baseball player that anyone's ever seen. He could, but he is unreal. But he's is, a good he, is he saying that? Is CC pulling that from his talent on the mound and also with the bat? Is that where why he's saying that? Yes, because he can do it all, right. which he can. But, like, what's not okay? He had he's had one start this year, and yeah, he went four. He only gave up one run, but he didn't even make it to five innings. He walked five guys. Walked five. Like, you can't do that as a pitcher. You're I, gonna get. Burned. I honestly am on board with not making him a pitcher. I, I'm. I'm, I'm fully. Team, I'm fully on board with keeping him in the outfield and only the outfield. 
DH every now and then. And Dude, he's not one of the best hitters in the league. He's ridiculous. He's fast. He's got power. power. He's got an amazing, amazing speed. Put him in right field. Let him use his cannon that way. He's got a long swing. He does. Long. Like Bellinger. Like kind of reminds you. Like I him. want him to be in the lineup every single day. It has to be. You want to win. You want to you out hit these teams. It has to be. Exactly. It has to be. So I think they're fucking up his development a little bit. That's a, I think that's a good take. Uh, speaking of development being chattered and torn, we could kind of transfer over to the transfer portal okay. with uh, developments being yeah. you know, kind of bamboozled. People so, the tra- had, so, so the transfer yeah, portal, Nick, yeah. for those of you who don't know, um, is basically college players have the option to leave their university, enter the transfer portal, and go to another university. Yeah. Right? Um, and they don't lose eligibility in that sense at all right now, right? Because of COVID. Because of COVID, right. Normally, they'd have to set out season. Right. Everyone was granted an extra year of eligibility. Seniors are coming right. back. Right. Yeah. And so this is, I think, the biggest transfer portal year of all time in, in, in basketball, right? It's like mm-hmm. 1,400 players or something. Yeah, over 1,000. Dickie V is very upset. Old he school. thinks it's ruining college basketball. He thinks that you know players should stick with the university that they committed to. And I partially agree with that, but I'm pumped when my school gets a dope transfer. But at the same time, how is that different from one and done, right? Where it's like... All right, I played one season with Kentucky. I'm gone. Going the going the NBA. Like not different at all. It's not different at all. And that's a good point. Like, first of all, what, why they ha- it's not, they're not signing contracts. They're not getting paid. Right. It's not a deal. Like, they're if I want if I'm a student, they're student athlete. Texas, they're yeah. a student athlete. The student comes first. You can transfer to whatever school you go want. They were they were at one party and they heard the other party was dope. Here they want to go to that party. They want to check go. out the town at that it. party. That's a good. That's a good party. Come. You know? Yeah, I think, look, and obviously Texas, you know, I think the Timmy Allen thing is great. They have Fedris right. coming back. They have AJ coming back. Sims might come back, which wouldn't be, like, crazy. Texas is in a really good spot right now. Uh, obviously, with the hire of Chris Beard from Skew. Texas Tech is awesome, but they get in two really big transfers, one from Kentucky, uh, Askew, who yeah. is a point guard who's great. Uh, didn't average a lot of points, but he's going to make people better around him. Yeah. And then Timmy it's Allen. Big recruit. Too. Timmy Allen. Big recruit and Timmy Allen from Utah, who I think did he lead their team in points? He was first team Pac twelve, yeah, he's seventeen and seven. I mean, there look, the guy is like, he's he, we know what we're getting out of him. The thing with Askew is like, he was a top fifty recruit, top forty recruit. The whole Kentucky team had major issues last year. He Doesn't, got a, he got a lot of minutes though. He started did. almost every game. Yeah, like look, and sometimes like we're saying with Greg Brown, like where I was telling him about another Kentucky guy, I always say to like toss. And like our and your roommate Nick and our friend Brandon, like BJ Boston should stay because sometimes guys need more like one extra bit of seasoning and right. it helps. Like yeah. Juzang, like it like he didn't have it right away in Kentucky. He transferred, got his feet wet, figured it out, and well, now is crushing it for and, UCLA. And that's that's the cool thing about the transfer portal is that the idea is that it can potentially make college basketball better as a whole. I agree with that. Because you're taking a guy from a school like Kentucky where Juzang goes in there as a as a highly touted recruit. He doesn't perform because he's really young. He goes to UCLA where he can kind of become the guy instead of a guy amongst other guys, right? All of guys who are, who are top yes. 100 recruits. Calipari brings in the, the biggest recruits. And then he goes to UCLA and he can finally flourish. I agree. And Let me ask you this. If the transfer portal was not a thing, would Duncan Robinson make the NBA? No. No, because he started off at Williams College, right? I think it's Division Two, Maybe it's Division Three. I think it's Who D3. knows? Who's heard of it? You know what? Yeah, I mean, no. It's an old school thing. He transfers yeah. to Michigan gets drafted, goes to the Heat, and now he's one of the best three-point shooters in the game. Yeah. yeah. Because he was put on that platform where Michigan can can be on national television. They go to the tournament. He's got that 
that platform. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys want to do that. There's a guy out there right now from UMass that wants to do that. Matt Mitchell. He wants to transfer to Speaking a bigger school Speaking of a guy well. from UMass who uh, played for Houston this year was, uh, what's his name? Jarrell. Um, Jarrell. Jarrell yeah. was great. He was great. Got to compete for a NCAA championship. Got to compete. A huge exactly. reason they were there was Jarrell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Major component. Like well, it's, look, not every, not all of these guys have played. There's so many teams in college basketball. There's so many players. Not all of them have the opportunity, like Greg Brown, where after year one, where they didn't have necessarily the year that they wanted to have. Right. They can go to the NBA draft. Not everyone can do that. Majority of them can't. There's only like 62 guys picked in the NBA draft. Of course, other guys go to the G, G League. G League, yeah. It's coming. But why not give these guys the best opportunity to possibly max out their potential? I'm I'm all for it. Now, does it turn into does it does it make it completely changes the game from a coding from a coaching perspective, yeah. from a recruiting perspective? Because a guy like Chris Beard did it at Texas Tech, he's going to do it at Texas too. He's already done it, right? We already knew that was going to happen. We we knew it was going to happen, but he pulled in how many other starters last year were from transfers? Silva, McClung. I mean, like a yeah. lot of guys. And you know what? Now McClung's you're a coach. Back at it too. Yeah, now you're now you're a coach, and now you have to worry about coaching the game. You have to worry about recruiting, and now you have to worry about keeping your recruits. Right. It's a whole other ball game. Like a guy, like if guys start falling off the wagon at Duke and Kentucky, there's coaches like. Penny Hardaway, Memphis. Hey, come play with us. Come down the road. Easy. Yeah. Easy. It is It is an interesting – I understand USC. kind of like the devil's advocate side of it, which would be some of these guys, if they stayed and they put in the work for a really, really respectable coach and they didn't give up on this one opportunity so quickly that they could then become the guy year three, year yeah. four. No, I understand that. But at the same time, look, if coaches can leave in the middle of these players' careers, then they yeah. should be able to leave too yeah. because that's a big part of their development, right? Right. That's a it's, great point. It's, I mean, it's their life, like their lifeline. Like yeah. in order to make it to the NBA, they want to have the development from those NCAA coaches. It's, and if they're, if a guy like Chris Beard is leaving for Texas, Mac McClung's like, well, shit, who are they going to hire? I want to go play for a coach that's going to develop me and make me an NBA player. Yeah. Yeah, he's either going to the league or he's coming to the Hornets. Yeah. I'm convinced. Right. I mean, it is pretty blasphemous that this if he does go to another college, it's his third team. It's a little insane. Georgetown, then Texas Tech, then whoever he decides to play for. It's insane. Well, yeah, I don't think he needs to, right? If he stays in college basketball, like he can be he can go to the NBA. Yeah. He's not gonna he'll I'll be, be a se- he may not be drafted. Yeah, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll be a second round, late second rounder or an undrafted guy who McClung entered his name in the draft. He's gonna see what happens. Right. right. Test if, the waters. If we don't like what the outcome is, then he's probably gonna transfer and it, it good chance it, it's Texas. Same thing with Greg Brown, I think. I think that if he doesn't like what he's hearing from draft advisors or whatever or, or whatever happens he's going to come back because i think he has a lot more to gain from staying with chris beard a guy yeah. who can add so much to his he's game right yeah. he was the number nine recruit coming out of high school to go to texas right yeah. so i think that a lot of those guys expect okay i'm a top 10 recruit that means i'm a top 10 pick in the nba right if i play to my potential he didn't play to his potential in college he still has to add more to his game he could be a top five pick next year if he decides to add some good tools to his game with yeah Chris Beard. and our Shooting. roster is already in my opinion it's already better than it was last year oh yeah it's disgusting i think well, it, and and you go to college basketball you do want to win a national championship too of course so to be able to compete with a coach like chris beard who was just there went further than the texas longhorns right like you had that opportunity too and the good thing about the tournament look Everyone, most people will talk about college basketball, and the only one that really knows what they're talking about is Jay Billis because he watches like every fucking game. Yeah, yeah. everyone else doesn't watch. Jay Billis loves Chris Beard. Loves Chris Beard, but who doesn't? He's successful. My point is, is that so many people only 
take off the blinders for March Madness. And it's incredibly important for these players in, in what they're, how they're looked at by NBA scouts to perform in the tournament. That's a great point. A guy like Johnny Juzang, the reason why everyone's talking about him is because UCLA went to the Final Four. Davian Mitchell. Is exactly. going to be a top 10 pick? He's going to be a, yeah. It's going to be a top yeah. 10 pick. That guy wouldn't have been a first round. I mean, the whole Gonzaga team. No, too. there's no, no March Madness. I mean, Kispert, yeah. Let's think about this, right? Let's say that. Sucks, my let's, let's, let's say that COVID happened right before March Madness this year. Yeah. Right? That Gonzaga team didn't get a chance to go to the tournament. Yeah. Would those guys compromise getting picked high in the draft? Because, uh, look, Gonzaga Sucks, played great basketball all season, the regular season. They were undefeated. But who watched them? I didn't watch a single Gonzaga game. They weren't on national TV. They were playing against shit teams all year. They're, I could have gone and saw them at Loyola, LMU, yeah. in, in uh, Westchester. Yeah. Down the well, street. I, I guarantee you that. But is Suggs going to be a top three pick then? Yeah, he's still. Okay, well, Kispert is. But, but is the other guys. Timmy, but the other Timmy, guys, no. Like, no Timmy's yeah. going to stay, but I, I would not have been a first round pick, which he can be now. Yeah. Mitchell wouldn't have been a first round pick. I think the thing with Greg Brown now, because these guys perform well in the tournament and because like they're like, okay, like. Guy like Kai Jones was not going to be. Am I going to take Davian Mitchell, who I know at the bare minimum is going to give me a guy that can produce right away, or am I going to waste a first round pick on a project like Greg Brown, who may or may not pan out? Give me the guy who can play right away. Right. Like, yes, Spider Mitchell was undersized, but he came. He was everything you thought he was going to be. Now, and now more. NBA, and now and more. MVP yeah. candidate now. And, and, I, and a guy like happen, but. right, right. They've got the. They wear the same number. They've got the same name. Everyone they, thought they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't that. think I don't <laughs> think he's gonna be as good as Spider Mitchell's fantastic. He's a top twenty-five player in the NBA. But Devion Mitchell, at the minimum, can be Jalen Brunson. Oh yeah, dude! I was literally thinking that in my head. Like a guy that, that a guy that's head. twenty-four yes. years old, and Jalen Brunson feels like he's thirty-two and has been playing in the league for ten years, right? Yeah. Like a guy that you know when your your backup lineup goes in there that you can get twenty-four minutes from a guard who's gonna contribute, and that's what I think Devion Mitchell will be. But yeah, I think it's I think it's exciting. Um, it's really exciting for us, obviously, because we're all Texas basketball fans, and our team. All of us, everyone is, that listens to this show, too. Majority, of them, <laughs> majority of them probably are. Yeah, realistically. Um, but our team's stacked now. Stoked. <laughs> which is really, really, really yeah. cool. We've got a great coach. Um, Finally. So it's gonna be. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Shaka, no. you did some great things for the program, but dude, you did not get a single tournament win, and. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Kick Rock. I'm sure you're a good guy, but get out of town. First, first team playing. KR team. Yeah, 100%. And on, the, uh, on the Longhorn front, yeah. uh, the football team, things are going well, guys. Things are. The Undertaker was there. Was he? The Undertaker makes an appearance every single... Dude, I, the we first game that I was show. on the sideline... But we need to figure it out. First game I was on Did the sideline. Like is he from Austin? He lives in Austin. First game I was on the sideline as a UT walk-on. I looked back and I'm like, holy shit, is that the Undertaker? And this guy's like, yeah, man, he comes every game. Yeah. It's he, so, it's so just like, can't miss him. He's on the 6'10? He's, he's, he's huge. Yeah. He's a tank. And he tombstones Coach Sark in front of the team. <laughs> kidding. Uh, I'm joking. But apparently the team likes Sark a lot more than Herman. Okay. So, so that's, I got that's some, good. News. I got some tea to spill. Okay. So I had, a, I had a phone call the other day with a former Texas football player um, that was, was there. Will you tell us off the air? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll tell you off the air, uh, off the record, off the record. Uh, oh, what but a bummer for his, his his name will not be divulged on the airwaves. Uh, you can text my phone if you want to who it is. Uh, <laughs> but basically, he was saying that everyone hated Tom Herman. He said all the players hated Tom Herman. He said that uh, Brew McCoy 
the one who transferred to, to USC, to USC yeah. would come to his room every single night and cry about how much he hated Tom Herman and how much he hated being at Texas. Wow. He said he made the wrong choice because Tom Herman's not the guy he thought he was. Yeah. He's a cl- he's not the guy anyone thought he was pretty, because pretty he was abrasive. Pretty, he was immature. Dude. He was he's, really immature. He was pretty abrasive. He headbutted a player. It was done people after People love that. Sarkeesian, though. He's a winner. I yeah. think that people really like him. He's got control of the locker room. It's hard to go from a guy like Mac Brown to a guy like Charlie Strong to a guy like Tom Herman. Those are three wildly different personalities. Yeah. Mac right. Brown acts as like the emperor, right? When I was there, people were like, yeah, you missed the Mac Brown era. He was just kind of like the emperor, right? He wasn't very hands-on as a coach. He just showed up to practices and kind of like gave speeches, and that's about it, right? He was kind of he, – he was past the days of being like the coach, right? He was right. just kind of coasting then. Charlie Strong comes in, tries to change the whole culture, tries to be a player's coach, tries to be best friends with everyone, right? Tries to get rid of the bad eggs. Um, you know, any guy that fucks up on the team, get rid of him, right? We don't mm-hmm. have any tolerance for that, you know? Right. Earn, earn your decal. There was no decals on our helmets for, like, the first three weeks of, of training camp, whatever, right? Because yeah. you need to earn it. Kind of, I love that, by the way. Sick. Yeah, it was awesome. We also didn't, like, get any swag, though, which sucks. Like, I, I got maybe one hoodie. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to earn the swag. That sucks. Then you get a guy like Tom Herman who's like, all right, you know what? Like, we're ballers. We're Texas. You know, we're going to be the badasses on campus. But you know what? I'm not going to create great relationships with my players. Go out and play football. You're good enough. You know, like, that's just not the culture. Like, it's just so wildly different. guy like Sarkeesian comes in. And he already establishes a winning culture, right? He's got a title ring. He go, he's comes from Alabama. He comes from the Nick Saban coaching. He isn't the same. He doesn't have to say shit because you know who it is already. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. What I'll be looking at most is how he handled the quarterback situation. Yeah, because we've got couple couple of talented guys, but I don't think it's a good problem to have. I don't think one guy has taken the lead. Yet. I don't either. I think both could be good though. I think, but I think the good, the really good thing is that we won't have to rely on our quarterback, which we've had to do for like the previous three years because Bijan Robinson is an absolute beast. That's you want to talk about BetOnline.ag? I bet him on him to win the Heisman. The Heisman, huh? I did. I, I would for sure say Doak Walker, but the Heisman, it's it's tough though. He, I, don't, like, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think that's a bad. He's a beast. It's not. A uh, he's bet. unbelievable. Twenty he's bucks at plus like twenty five hundred. Oh, it's a great bet. It's an awesome bet. But as of lately, quarterbacks just that's just the game. I mean, obviously Devontae Smith was sick, but like running backs don't get that often anymore. I bet thirty bucks on Xander Shoffley completely. I bet on Xander Shoffley, and the next it was the next hole was the sixteenth hole. Ugh. At that was thirty bucks. You know what? I might as well twenty throw twenty on my boy. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, I think. That's a wrap on so three twenty five. That was great stuff. That honestly. was a big really. Homer Texas episode. Yeah, but I, you, know, you know what? God forbid we have a good time and enjoy some Texas sports. Rap boys. It feels like <laughs> it feels like we're on the precipice of something, something real. Us not, or not the something Texas? Texas. Not, not something. <laughs> yeah, I feel not, like we say this all the time. No, no, no. But not. I re- I don't. I'm pretty. No, I agree. Yeah, with you. I'm pretty conservative with my words. I hold on Texas hype. I'm not. Yeah, you, you're always on on the train. I'm on it, which I, which I love. But basketball, it's like you can look at a college basketball team and know you're going to be good. We're going to be good, right? Yeah. College football, it's good to hear that the players are responding well. Are responding well Let's because we there. know that the roster is talented. And there's a, how there's a healthy quarterback competition, like we just mentioned too. That's great, you know. QBUs on the horizon. That's the hope. Hey, yeah. That'd be sick. Malik Murphy, man, 2023. Arch Manning, maybe. Yeah. Get, get excited him, for our next episode. Squad. 
a lot of good hoops talk. We have Coach Daniel, who had an unbelievable YouTube page for a number of years and now is working with the Dallas Mavs as a video coordinator. And if you missed our last episode. Yeah, we had the, you know what, people, I will say this, people, older listeners, like, you know, you, somebody, obviously we have younger listeners and younger audience based on Instagram, but some of the older listeners who are friends, fa- family, friends, and all that stuff, I've had, like, not just, like, the typicals. I've had, like, five or six of them reach out to me and be like, that's not what I thought a porn star was going to be like. Yeah, so Lisa Ann was the last guest, yeah. one of the most recognizable names in the porn industry, um, and, and man, she was great. Yeah. She knew her stuff, very impressed with her research, like we all mentioned before. Her podcast is great, and I agree with you. I, I mean, a lot of people probably have the wrong idea about people in the adult film industry, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're here to do. We're here to surprise you. Exactly. We're here to, we're here to help you learn things. Speaking of things that I'm going to learn, yeah. Um, it's how to chill out because I do not relax well. We, you know, <laughs> my crazy life, it's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. I overthink. I get easily stressed out, and it effing sucks. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. They've become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in about 20 minutes. Basically, they help me to take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code STRIPE for your discount. That's promo code STRIPE for 20%, 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining the squad. And Nick is actually eating some Sunday Scaries right at this moment. help you sell ones. Right at this moment. Nick First time trying out. They're good. I have a couple every day, and it chills me out. I was telling you, Nick, it really, it's really changed my life for the better. Um, hey, what happened to that perfect game? Oh, yeah, sorry. That's what You were doing a great every toss. Thanks. Perfect game, blown. Top of the ninth. He hit him. 0-2 count. Oh, ah. no hitter still intact, though. No hitter still intact, and now he's lost. He hit him on the back right now foot. he's flustered. That's he's not flustered. a no-hitter. He hit him. <laughs> oh, real quickly. Real quickly. Yeah, that Real, no, real, 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 real quick. quickly. Here you go, Nick. What the fuck is up with the MLB replays? Oh yeah, but you know what? Let's save that for another. Let's save for. I mean, we missed the boat on that. All right, we'll tease that. We'll tease for, that for because, a couple. Yeah. Of, I, oh, I thought you were talking about the fans stew about. Let's that. Uh, let's let. What the fuck is good, note. you guys? <laughs> Sam Lerner. Speaking of Sam shout Lerner, his family. Shout out to his family. Fans out there, Jaguar fan bound, swinging a full count, rip that puck, hit that puck, hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. Because they free. We out ya. We love ya. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.